Now, within the Neshama itself, we have the Bechinos that we learned about last chapter that are going to be expressed in the appropriate garment. So broadly speaking, we divided the Bechinos last chapter into two groups, three intellect, Chabad, and seven emotions. The three intellect, Chabad, are expressed generally when your neshama is garbed in the levush of machshava, when you're thinking, learning Taira, discussing Taira, have Taira in your head, and are using the thoughts of Hashem, because it's intellectual aspect of soul expressed in the intellectual garment. How are the midos expressed? The midos are generally expressed when you're doing the maisen, the deeper of the mitzvahs. And the question that we raise here is, why? To say that Chabad, the intellectual aspect of the soul, is expressed in the garment of thought, jives in my head. The intellect will be expressed in thought. But why are the Midas, why are the emotions specifically expressed in the garments of speech and action of mitzvahs? Why is that specifically an emotional experience? So Hasidus basically gives two reasons. One, and these reasons are overarching, we'll discuss them throughout Tanya in later chapters. First of all, the one that's more relevant in these earlier chapters is the basic approach of Chabad Hasidus and Tanya is that emotion is a catalyst to do the mitzvahs. For one to truly do a mitzvah, there has to be an inspiration of love or fear of Hashem. Otherwise, why would you be doing it? If you just understand, unfortunately, as we see in the world, things can be very, very obvious to the intellect, but don't impact our actions at all. But when there's a feeling, that impacts our action. And that idea is more discussed or the foundation of the earlier chapters. Later in Tanya, we speak at length, starting in like... Um, Lamed, um, Zion, Ches, Tes, Mem, Emalef. So we get length about this idea of wings. That for a mitzvah to truly fly to Shamayim, whatever Shamayim means, Yitzira, Bria, Atzilus, to fly to heaven, Tashem, it needs wings. And the wings are created by the love and fear of the mitzvah. So if you do a mitzvah without love and fear, it's a wingless mitzvah. It's earthbound, which doesn't mean don't do it. Every mitzvah has value, even earthbound ones, especially the value being that hopefully if you keep on doing the mitzvahs without emotion, there'll come the point in time when you do them with emotion. And when you do them with emotion, all of the hundreds or thousands of times you did it without emotion will also be elevated to Shemaim at that point because the broad wings of the mitzvah finally done right will lift up all the other mitzvahs that brought you to the point of doing that mitzvah. But ultimately, every mitzvah has to have wings. So therefore, the emotions of our neshama are expressed in the action of mitzvahs because you need the emotions to get you to do the mitzvah and because you need the emotions to lift up your mitzvahs for them to truly be actualized and achieve their purpose. Then the Rebbe specifically focuses on the two primary emotions, love and fear. And love is the basic motivation for all mitzvahs assays, 
and fear the basic motivation for all mitzvahs losases. Basically, if you love someone, you want to give to them. If you love Hashem, you want to give them to our mitzvahs. And if you love someone, you want to be with them. And if you love Hashem and you want to be with Hashem, how can I, a piece of finite creation, be one with the infinity of the Creator? Through a mitzvah. Because a mitzvah is from the root word safsa, a bond, a fusion. And even more so, when I learned Torah, that mitzvah of Torah especially connects me on a very, very intimate level with Hashem Himself. And fear is the roots of all the prohibitions. The simple fear that Rebbe says, which is a fear of rebellion. I, I don't want to go against Hashem, and therefore I'm not going to do anything. He says no. And then there's a higher, much deeper fear, which is probably more correctly translated as awe, which is an embarrassment. But if you feel so strongly the greatness of Hashem and His presence, how can you force Him to put Himself where he doesn't want to be. That every time a yid does an Avera, they are taking the Pneumius Chayas of Hashem, because Hashem is constantly blowing into us from his own breath, from his most inner dimension. And if a yid does an Avera, that inner breath of Hashem is now usurped and captive in Klippa. So I, Hashem gave Klippa a certain very limited life. If Chas Hashem does Naveira, Klippa now has a tremendous life of Hashem Himself inside of them through being able to hijack the special, special energies of a Jew, and that is now what's feeding the Klippa by virtue of the Aveira. So if a person thinks of this and recognizes that when I do an Aveira, I'm putting Hashem where He doesn't want to be, that's embarrassing. That's, that's horrible. And the more I feel Hashem's greatness and presence, and the more I understand that He's inside of me, and He's giving me the most intimate part of self, and I'm taking that intimate part of self and allowing Kalipa to get its hands on it, this will be such an embarrassing thought. This will be such a horrible thought that how in the world could I ever sin? Does anyone have any questions? Okay, good talk.